This episode is brought to you by Snapple. Want to know another Snapple fact? The first hot air balloon passengers were a sheep, a duck, and a rooster. Ridiculous. Check out Snapple.com to find ridiculously flavored Snapple near you. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. This episode is supported by FX's Clipped, the scandalous story of the 2014 Clippers owner's racist remarks captured on tape and heard around the world. The series charts the tape's impact on a dysfunctional basketball organization striving to win against their reputation as the most cursed team in the league. Starring Lawrence Fishburne, Jackie Weaver, Cleopatra Coleman, and Ed O'Neill. FX is clipped. Now streaming only on Hulu. We took it all. We brought them to our land. An endless night. Ember hot and icy cold. The rage of the earth. We made this curse. Carved it in the blood on our backs. We did not see. We could not, but she did. And in the end, what will I become? Senwa Saga. Hellblade 2. Play it now with Game Pass. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Should I hit you with like a one and a two and a showtime or something like that to like really get you? No, not a clap. Anyway, what's up? What's going on? What's going on? That's much. What's going on with you? You know, I'm just uh, preparing for the big double digits birthday tomorrow. Oh, how how much anxiety does that give you? And does the anxiety increase or decrease as the years pass? I'm not going to lie. This one's a weird one. Like the fact that my child is turning 10 is like really weird to me because I so clearly remember turning 10. Yeah. That it's like messing me up. I don't like it. I think. <laughs> like how can he be 10 if I'm only 25? Like it doesn't make any sense. <laughs> You're a child bride. Um, yeah. No, that's yeah. So like do you compare your thoughts as a 10 year old to his thoughts like right now are you like was i also of this mind because you know this is the problem with me is i am the age that i am now which we don't have to mention almost Um, 41 shut up but i still very clearly remember being six and like my thought process when i was a six-year-old and like 
you know, the things that I was embarrassed by, like some of those things that I was embarrassed by, what you know, when I was six, still come up from time to time, right? Yeah, it's called your inner child. Um, you know, with him, I think it's more so like I am like. I'm like, have I done a good job like for these 10 years? Like he seems like a good kid. Oh, he's a great, come he's on. a great kid. Yeah, no, he's an I, incredible kid. He's a great kid. You know, he's a sweet pea, an ab- absolute little doll face. Um, his crush is coming to his birthday party tomorrow. Ooh. He's very excited. It's also weird because he's I was like, have you spoken to her all school year? He's like, no. Perfect. That's how he makes an entrance. Great. That's, that's why he growed his hair. <laughs> um, no, I think it's just more so like the, the, you know, the passage of time is a motherfucker. And like, I can't believe it's been 10 years since I've been a parent. Like somebody allowed me to care for a human being, two human beings for 10 years. And I'm like, I don't know if they should allow that. <laughs> I think, you know, you make an interesting point because I don't feel my age at all. But I think no. a lot of it is tied to the fact that I don't have kids, right? Well, I also don't feel my age. And it's especially weird for me that, like, I don't feel my age. I don't think I'm mature enough to, like, do any of this stuff. And then on top of that, I have two children. So it's the fact that you're going to be the mother of a 10-year-old, which is freaking you out. Yeah. Nice. That's weird, man. It's weird stuff. But anyway, I'm excited yeah. for his party. Um, I don't want to say it's anxiety. It's just like, uh, that's the best way to describe how I feel. It's uh, a a big, uh, um, so, you know, I was just, uh, preparing for that party tomorrow, uh, getting things, preparing his birthday present and all of that. And that's, that was, that was, uh, that was my day. I went to party city. I spent a bunch of money on balloons got him a little shirt made like do you remember when you used to be excited to go to party city like do you remember being a kid and being excited to go to party city or like kb toys and stuff like that well i never went to kb toys we had a drastically different childhoods (laughs) kb toys no i remember when we lived in saudi we went to toyland and that was Mm -hmm. the shit and i do remember that I guess, yeah. yeah, that would be the... Party City is just a party supply store. Have you ever been to Party City? Yeah, they have balloons and stuff, but you can get streamers. There's, like, costumes and things. Yeah, but I don't remember ever getting excited about going into Party City. Party City overall is a depressing place. Let's just go ahead and say it. It's one of the most depressing places on Earth, I would say. Waiting for an order of balloons to get blown up at Party City... Is the sad? It's like probably the saddest seven minutes of my life. I think it really is. It's so depressing. It's like just mm-hmm. the most hopeless place ever. It's the lighting. I think it's the lighting juxtaposed with like the fact that there's all these like celebratory things there, and you're like, oh god, I don't. Wanna... It's like you know it's like being in a. I mean, not that I know. It's like being in a strip club when the lights <laughs> come on. You're like, oh god, this is <laughs> also- not the fantasy I was promised. The people that are working there are just like, fucking fuck this job. Like, nobody looks happy. It's just, you know, it's like a, if a sad clown was a store. <laughs> That's what Party City is. Pretty much. Anyway, yeah. um, uh, you watched Dune 2 yesterday with my husband. I did. A late I did. night show. Now, Very late. 
spouse tells me that that movie did not start until 10 10 10 10 yeah we were getting so this is a sign of how old we are now because i was just <laughs> sitting there me and him were just sitting there and at one point we just crossed our arms because the movie was supposed to start at 9 30 uh-huh. the fucking ads playing out and i don't mean trailers yeah ads playing uh-huh. for the first 15 minutes uh-huh. and we're just like what the hell is going on and then the trailer started you're like oh, okay i guess it'll be close 25 minutes of trailers bananas i was so That's- upset that's insane. And then also he it's too much. <laughs> he's so funny. He also told me that there was a uh, man who was snoring in the middle of the movie and somebody <laughs> yes, had to go was. and tell him to wake up because he was <laughs> disrupting him. He was like, can you imagine how embarrassing that has to be that you fall asleep in the movie? And then he said, then there was somebody else who was like wearing like shalwar kameez and like they were lounging and they had their shoes off and they were feet up on the chair. And Vaughn said, mm-hmm. this is how I also know that he is an old man. He said, what's going on with the chairs? You see, this is why you can't have the reclining chairs and people fall asleep he's like when i'm at a movie theater i want to sit in uncomfortable seats okay so i can shift around and i'm forced to stay awake i can't get and then he pays attention yeah yeah exactly he pays attention here's how i know i'm an old man i peed three times in the middle of that movie yesterday three times i peed once when i got there and then the ad started right and then it was like 15 minutes of ads and then 25 minutes of trailers and at this point, I could go again. Yeah. Right? I had a lot of coffee before I went. And uh-huh. it's a two hour, 46 movie, minute movie. So before the movie started, I went and I peed again. And then um, like an hour and a half into it. Again, it was just I could take it or leave it. And I took it. I took it. I think I think the movie should be a tight 90. I don't think so, they need to be longer than that. So this thing is like two hours, 45 minutes long. Yeah, plus 45 minutes of ads and trailers for you guys. Ridiculous. That's insane. That's Mm -hmm. crazy. But I don't think movies, I think that that's too long for you to be expected to sit in one spot. Two hours. I'm trying to think. No, I've had, I've sat in movies for longer, I think. No, of course I have. But I'm I'm saying we all have done it, but we shouldn't be forced to do it is my point. So in terms of like getting your money's worth, you think 90 minutes, I'm good. You don't feel like you were robbed. Well, I think that they should start implementing what we do in Bollywood movies, which is that you need to present us with an intermission mm-hmm. after 90 minutes because oh. like we grew up watching very long movies. So the concept of sitting through a long movie is like not crazy to me. Like I remember when Titanic came out, everyone was like, oh, it's over three hours long. And I was like, what's the big deal? That's like mm-hmm. a typical Bollywood movie. But the thing is that we are presented in Bollywood movies with a solid intermission of 10 to 15 minutes to like stretch your legs, go to the bathroom, get a snack. Exactly. Also, we get, you know, some just throwaway songs a lot of times. Yeah. You're just like, I don't need to pay attention to the song. If I want to pee, I go pee right now. Yeah, exactly. Like you get some breaks, but like mm-hmm. three hours of just like moody, sandy dune talk. I don't know about that. Um, well, no. I, I mean, the movie is very good. Um, who's go your favorite in the movie? Who's my favorite? What person? Like, like who do you think like was like really stole the show for you? Who really stole the show? So a lot of people are saying Austin Butler stole uh-huh. the show because uh-huh. he plays a bad guy. I don't know. I got very excited every time I saw. Shoot, what's the name of that guy? Javier Bardem. Oh, he's very oh, good. I love him. Yeah. And yeah, then Tim Timothy Chalamet and yeah. Zendaya, both of them. 
They just so sometimes Timothy Chalamet's face. I'm like, how is that a real face? Like with his jaw and stuff. It's crazy. <laughs> Don't you think that his voice doesn't match his face? So, well, oh, you you think it's too heavy? Too yeah, deep. He's got a very deep voice for such yeah, a it little sounds like baby, a put on. Like a little baby's face. Oh, he is. He's very. He's a very slight young man. So that's one of the things. He's like a. He's like if Tinkerbell was a boy, you know. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Or not even like a full boy. Yeah. Well, Peter yeah. Pan. Yeah, Peter Pan. Um. Yeah. So I went to watch it with your husband. You know what I realized? I love watching a movie with your husband. <laughs> I think my favorite way to watch a movie, I think, would probably be alone. Uh huh. Which is sad. <laughs> Okay. But, but I enjoy I enjoy watching a movie alone. I don't have to deal with anybody. My second favorite is watching it with your husband. Because, because it's almost I think, like being alone. It's almost like, well, I think it's a, a couple of things. So we have, I think, the same level of comprehension and intellect. So like we need to, anytime we're confused or anything, right? I know I can turn to him and he can try to help me fill in the blanks because we seem to get confused at the same places. <laughs> also, um, this implies that you've gotten to movies with just like absolute fucking imbeciles. Like, <laughs> yeah. Oh, all the time. Just yappity, yappity, yap. Yeah. Um, no, and that's the other thing. We, he doesn't make any unnecessary conversation, but what has happened a lot of times is mm-hmm. like he will say something out loud that I'm thinking in the moment. Oh my like, god! Are you I feel like we, ha- I, you know, we have. I, I, it's like, um, our goosebumps are synchronized. We have goosebump synchronicity. So like sometimes when like a cool scene happens or something, he'll yeah. turn to me and be like, "That was awesome." <laughs> I'm like, yeah, that was awesome. <laughs> and in those moments, I'm like, I'm so glad I have somebody to share this moment with. Well, then I'm like, okay, this is better than watching. Yeah, movie. yeah. Um, I'm, it, I'm. I am jealous. <laughs> Are you jealous? I was going to ask you. You know, I, I like, like hanging that. out with you. You don't? I don't like it. No, now, I don't like it because I'm afraid that he's having more fun with you than he has with me. Spoiler alert, he is. <laughs> <laughs> there I... are certain things that I can't help him have fun with that maybe <laughs> you can but if we're watching a movie and all we're doing in the theater is watching that movie, then yes, he is 100% having more fun with me. Well, I hate to break it to you, but it's the same kind of fun with me <laughs> as it is with you because poor guy, there's not a lot going on there. Anyway, listen, I don't like that. Uh, let's just go ahead and put it out there. I don't. What like if, l- let me, so after the divorce, <laughs> okay, would you be upset if we hang up? No, I know that you guys would hang out. Yes. I know that you would hang out with him. I would be really sad because I'd be like, he, I, you know what I would say? I would say, see, I knew he just wanted to be close to my brother. That's why he <laughs> married me. I like, have a I lot think, of, I think 70% of why he like is still married to me is because <laughs> of you, which is like not great for me. It's not 70%. It's not 70%. It's like, I give myself a healthy, I'd give myself 2% credit. 2% credit. 2% credit in being uh, a good thing in your marriage. How about that? Yeah, I guess. I mean, if he had, all he had to deal with was our other brother. Oh, God. You didn't exist. He would be like, oh, my God. God. You'd be, uh, you'd only have, well, I won't say anyways. Um, (laughs) 
don't know what you were going to say, but let's just pretend you weren't going to say it. Exactly. Um, What was I going to say? Yeah, so um, the movie, this is, are you going to watch it at some point? Um, You know, I don't think so. Because I want to ask you something about it. Okay. Without you watching it. Did you watch the first one? I did. So the one thing that I noticed about this movie, mm-hmm. and I'm sure a lot of people are going to be noticing, your husband actually sent me a tweet about somebody saying something because we were talking about it after the movie yesterday. Uh-huh. Um, the movie is like the most pro-Islam messaging I've ever seen in a movie. Only it's not Islam, right? It's all takes place in space or whatever. Yeah. But like the imagery and everything is all Arabs. Now the reason for that is because the like the the, the source code the source yeah yeah um, it is the source material the source material um, the source material <laughs> it's your old age it, it's my old age it's my, <laughs> hold on I gotta go pee again it is all it was all inspired by like Arab and Muslim history right? yeah. So, like, the names that this guy, that this white guy gave to these characters in the yeah. 60s when he wrote the novel, they're all Arab names, right? Yeah. So, because when the 1984 movie came out, people just read those names or they heard those names and they're like, oh, that sounds like a alien name. It just sounds like a made up thing, right? But, like, now the way that they made the movie, of course, like, the people that they show, like the desert people, the good guys, they're mm-hmm. all essentially Arabs and Muslims or... You know, I wouldn't even say Arabs they're and Muslims, like brown. but they're definitely brown. Like the way that they pray is all Muslim. Freaking Timothy Chalamet's like they call him the Mehdi. I the know, movie. I I know, I heard about that. So you you're not saying it's Islam, but it's like space Islam. It's <laughs> it is space Islam. Um, it it's so space Islam that I was like, it's Muslims. <laughs> Uh, you know yeah. how dare so, he have more fun with you than he does with me i would delight i think i would have more fun with you no i wouldn't no you'd, do, you'd be too chatty chatty you'd make this you would make this joke in the middle of the movie he wouldn't no do that. i wouldn't i wouldn't i would wait i'm not an asshole you've been to movies with me it's not like i'm sitting there and talking also he's been to movies with me he's been to way more movies with me than he has with you okay <laughs> anyway yeah i think that's interesting so it's like super do you think that that's gonna give them some like people are gonna get mad because you know people don't really like muslims right now oh is that a thing um i so i'm wondering if that's gonna become a thing because i was thinking if i was one of those conspiracy theory people right I'd be mm-hmm. like, oh, this is like Hollywood propaganda trying to do something, right? Like, mm-hmm. if I am, because I'm like, if I'm like a Zendaya fan who's like mm-hmm. on TikTok or whatever, it is very easy to fall in love with the people in the movie. And it's yeah. very easy to fall in love with the message because it's like, you know, it's very clear who the good guys are and who the bad guys are and who they represent in our world, right? Yeah. So, like, the bad guys in the movie and the bad guy I don't know how it is in the story or whatever, but the bad guys in the movie are all imperialists. Right? Yeah, they're colonizers. And, and they're like slothy and like slovenly and they're like, you know, all of this stuff. The guy, the one guy who takes a bath to get better, the yeah. bath looks like oil and gold, like a yeah, mixture yeah, of yeah. oil and gold yeah. and stuff like that. Yeah. Right. So you obviously know what the message there is. 
Um, so I'm, I'm wondering if that's going to become a thing. Well, and I'm also maybe. wondering if it's going to have a lot of converts thanks to, you know, TikTok and well, well, you know, that's what's happening. The Chinese are turning the uh, youth into Muslims is what yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was a bunch of like super right wing conspiracy theorists believe. Um, I don't know. I mean, there's a lot of people converting because of Palestine, which is crazy. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a lot of people on TikTok that are converting uh, because of the Palestinians, which is like. I, I, to that, I say, like, amazing, but also, like, I hope you still hold on to the religion, like, mm-hmm. when, you know, when, inshallah, whenever this stuff passes. But, like, uh, I think it's interesting. I wonder I wonder how that'll be received. I mean, the fashions at all of the premieres are not, like, super, like, you know, Muslim-inspired. I don't know if you saw, but there was a picture of, like, Zendaya and, like, a robot costume with like like, the butt cheeks were clear (laughs) somebody (laughs) tweeted if she farted it would just fog right up and i was like yeah that's exactly what i was thinking too i have not seen uh the back of that outfit i've only seen the front of that outfit it's a good back (laughs) it's a good back (laughs) i bet it is florence Pugh also in this florence Pugh is in it yes okay star-studded cast yeah so many people um is uh what's his name uh moon knight he is not. He was in the first one. Oscar yeah, I know Isaac. He, Oscar Isaac. Love him. Yeah, I, I know he was in the first one, but I didn't know if they would get any like little shots of him or anything like that. Little oh. flashback, flashbacky poo. Um. Okay. Well, that's exciting. Uh, I don't think that I will watch it in the theater. I will probably wait to watch it. Um, when it's available online somewhere, and I'll just zoot myself up and just. I would highly recommend that you watch it in the theater. It's a good time. <sighs> It's it made me miss they give like, me an, if they give me an intermission, I'm happy to do it. But that's a long time to dedicate. It is a to, long time. And I just you know what? I fall asleep everywhere now. That's how I know I'm getting old, too. I, I may have. And I fall asleep. Yeah, I may have fallen asleep at one point. I don't remember. Wow. Were tired. you the man that was snoring? <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> uh, anyway, um. Anyways. You had sports things to share with me also. I have two quick sports things for you. Okay. Number one. Uh-huh. Do you remember our good friend Shohei Otani? I do. So handsome. Have you heard the Shohei news? He got married. He did. Congratulations to him. Have you heard that nobody knows who his bride is? Oh. Yeah. Was he on Love is Blind? No, he is keeping it very private. He okay. hasn't told anybody. And so the only reason why that's a big deal is because the Japanese media mm-hmm. hounds Shohei like crazy. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. So like they, you know, he has a bigger following for like he has a bigger following than any baseball player because an entire country's, you know, um, news agency is just dedicated to Shohei. So it when it came out, it was like the biggest story in Japan. And now nobody knows who she is, and it's a big mystery. That's so. exciting. I know. Um, and I feel also bad for him that he has to like take that route where he has to like protect his, you know, marriage and his family life because people are nuts. That's true, but also he makes seventy million a year. Okay, then he's fine. You it's know. okay. <laughs> put put her wherever you need to. <laughs> um, what other news do you have to share with me? 
so this other one is an F1 story. I don't know if you've heard of this. Race you know cars? Who Chris- yes, race cars. <laughs> vroom, vroom. Um, <laughs> do, you know, do you know who Christian Horner is? Nope. Of course you don't. I don't know why I'm asking these questions. <laughs> <laughs> Let me take out my phone. and <laughs> It's F1. It's not even like top five sport. And he's not even a driver. He's like the manager of a team. Um, so Christian Horner, he is the manager for the Red Bull team, which uh-huh. is the number one. <laughs> you can go ahead. There's going to be a point when you look up. Okay. When I when I tell you why I'm telling you this story. Okay. Anyway, so Christian Horner, he is the manager for Red Bull, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and he's gotten really famous over the last couple of years because of this show called Drive to Survive. Okay. Um, he's basically the star of it. Anyways, okay. Red Bull is the number one team, and a lot of people hate Red Bull. Mm-hmm. Anyways, a couple of weeks ago, this story came out about him uh, being investigated for um, – some sort of workplace thing, right? And when something like that happens, you're always like, oh, you know, some sort of harassment or whatever. Yeah. Anyway, so they cleared him and they didn't say anything about like what he was being investigated for. But then three days ago, someone anonymously emailed every other team and every F1 journalist a Google Drive full of images of his chat with some lady who wasn't his wife. So basically, it was just him having an affair. Okay. So that's the thing. Here's the reason why you care. Christian Horner Uh is married to Jerry Hollowell, a.k.a. Ginger Spice. Oh, my God. How dare he do that to Ginger? Yeah. Well, that's not nice. Now, I know morally you have issues with this. Yeah, I don't like it. No, I don't like it. But what if he really, really, really wanted a Ziga Ziga? (laughs) (laughs) I went on a three-minute tangent just so I could say that to you. This is so stupid. So dumb. Such an asshole. Uh, Who can blame him? <laughs> Who amongst us hasn't had wanted to zigga zigga? Listen, if you're not getting your zigga zigas at home, you can look for it on the road. Literally. We took it all. We brought them to our land. An endless night. Ember hot and icy cold. The rage of the earth. We made this curse. Carved it in the blood on our backs. We did not see. We could not, but she did. And in the end, what will I become? Senwa Saga. Hellblade 2. Play it now with Game Pass. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? (sighs) Well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. <laughs> Is he zigga zig eyeing on the, on the track? <laughs> <sighs> oh. 
Anyway, that was worth it. Thanks for sharing <laughs> yeah. with me. I'm like, who's this guy? I've won some dude. Who gives a fuck? Red Bulls, <laughs> whatever. Who gives a fuck? What? Anyway, um, there's a lot going on in the Bravo world. I do also yes. want to talk about traders today. So I'll, let's talk about the Bravo stuff quickly. A lot of lawsuits. So last week I had told you about how Brandy was like suing Bravo because of all the stuff that was going on with her and whatever. This week, Leah McSweeney, who I don't believe you are familiar with, she was a Real Housewives of New York for two years. Mm-hmm. She sucks. Honestly, she's the worst. I know that she sucks because of my secret page six yeah. addiction. <laughs> yeah, also because of like Michael Che. Like yeah, she, exactly. That's right. how I know her. So she sucks, but she came to the show with a obvious substance abuse issue and she blamed a lot of people about it she had a bonkers first season she had an even more bonkers second season and then the show ended and she wasn't asked back she did go on an ultimate girls trip and she talks a lot about her sobriety she became sober after a real house of of new york finished whatever so she is now suing andy cohen and bravo as a whole because she's saying that they create unsafe work environments she was one Mm -hmm. of the only people part of like brand uh bethany's reality reckoning or whatever and what she's saying is that bravo creates unsafe environments but in the lawsuit she says that andy cohen let me find the exact quote um leah mcsweeney andy Okay, here's what the actual page six article said. Andy Cohen snorts cocaine with coterie of favorite housewives. Bombshell Leah McSweeney lawsuit claims. Essentially, in the lawsuit, it says that Andy likes to, um, Andy thrives off of, uh, he he likes to have, he has his favorite housewives and he likes to um, do coke with them. Mm Mm-hmm. And, you know, it's all within there. It also talks about, like, just inappropriate behavior. And, you know, the senior production people send unsolicited dick pics to lower-level production employees. There's just, like, like it's a shit environment. But what she's saying is that it's a shit environment, but it goes all the way to the top because you have somebody like Andy who's picking favorites and, like, doing coke with housewives. And if you Mm -hmm. don't do that stuff with him, then you're not going to get a promotion. Like, number one, I think to myself, like, welcome to working in corporate. Like, yeah. If you worked in New York City, at like any type in any corporate environment, especially sales or mm-hmm. finance, mm-hmm. it that's the name of the game, baby. I'm not saying it's acceptable, but also entertainment. Yeah. yeah, and then and then the funniest thing after this is all these housewives come out and they're like, "I'm shocked. I've never. I'm one of Andy's favorites, and I've never done cocaine with him. Blah blah blah, and all this <laughs> stuff, right? And it's just so funny to me because it's like none of us are shocked that Andy does coke. Like nope. this is not. That's not. You know, like Kathy Griffin once said during a New York New Year's Eve uh, live taping, when some guy started harassing her, she said, "I don't go to your job and knock the dicks out of your mouth. Let people do their jobs. Part yeah. of Andy's job is to like." hire a bunch of hot messes and then also be a hot mess with them like i don't think that that's that's but it was just so funny because like that came out as if it was supposed to be like big shocking news it's like a bombshell and then the funniest was that all these housewives being like no andy 
cocaine. He would have done cocaine with me. I am one of his favorites. Yeah, I almost felt more like they were like more upset that they are now like, wait, if he's never done coke with me, does that mean that I'm not his favorite? So, but the funniest was like Dorinda came out and said, I was like, Dorinda, you're on coke right now. What do you mean? Yeah. So let me ask you a question. I, I, so thinking about the story, right? Um, if so I think I, there's a difference between like the, you know, what she says about the PAs mm-hmm. getting unsolicited dick, dick pics from like the scene. That is different. 100%. Yeah. That seems yeah. like something that is awful and should be stopped or whatever. Right. Yeah. I think something about like workplace conditions for housewives themselves yeah that seems hollow again because you know the thing is is you know what you're signing up for with reality tv yeah that is at least you know my understanding of it right now right um because it's been around for so long you know that stuff is going to be edited and like you go into that knowing that um and you know some people like this Leah McSweeney lady, she seems like the type of person who thinks that, you know, my personality is so great that I will overcome any sort of editing that they would do of me. Right. Yeah. But what these people find out after the fact is that they don't really like how they get presented on TV. Mm -hmm. Right. Mm -hmm. And now sure. The producers could be telling them, Oh, you're coming off great or whatever, just to manipulate them. And I'm sure that that's a shitty feeling. Then again, it's reality TV. Yeah. And we all it, know what like the, you know, what are the factors that get played up in reality TV? Yeah. It's uh it's like and and also <clears throat> there's actually been interviews of her talking about this and saying like, you know, I don't blame production. Like I'm an adult. I know what I was walking into as an addict. And I her one statement was like the way that bartenders know to cut you off after you've had too much to drink production should know like when to step in Mm -hmm. and protect their talent right but it's like yes to some degree i believe that that is probably true like obviously production jumps in when people get into physical fights but is it on production to then tell a person when to stop like hurting themselves i don't know and what is hurting themselves right obviously if somebody's physically putting themselves in danger yeah of course right yeah but somebody is getting drunk yeah and this is somebody that can't control their alcohol or whatever yeah do you step in and do you stop it and it's like no this is bravo this is that's kind of the brand right this is what we're paid for yeah exactly exactly um let me ask you a question sure again neither of us are shocked by um hearing that andy cohen does cocaine yeah. I don't think we were shocked by the last thing with him and Kate or whatever, right? Yeah. Is there is do you think there's a limit to how much shit comes out about Andy um before you say no? It does it have to be something that you do not expect at all? Right? Uh, like- no, I have very low expectations of this man. I mean, just in the last month, he had Michael Rappaport and Amy Schumer on Watch What Happens Live. So I'm just like, mm-hmm. oh, okay. He's just like a dog shit person. And also, I saw a lot of the stuff that he was liking and stuff since October 7th. And it's not great. Lots to unpack, as he would say. So 
Um, yeah, there's not a lot that could come out about him, but I also like, I don't watch any of his, like watch what happens live and stuff. Like, I don't watch any of that Mm -hmm. stuff. I don't care about Andy as like a personality. Like people really fucking love him. I don't care for him. I think he does a shitty job at reunions. Like, I think that he should just be, you know, the, whatever the wizard behind the curtain. Like he doesn't need to be front and center. But he's he's popping up front and center as if he has like talent and he doesn't like he's not I don't think he's witty. I don't know. I have a lot of thoughts about him that like aren't positive. So nothing that he could really say would shock me. Because he's somehow turned into the biggest star of that entire thing. Right. Like he's bigger than all the housewives, really. Well, I mean, I wouldn't say that he's bigger than all the housewives, but I think that he's taken the most quote unquote like seriously. You know what I mean? Like he's sort of like. Oh, like I wield and deal these like silly little women and like, you know, they all have to respond to daddy and like that kind of a thing. But um, but with I mean, I hate to I hate to say Bethany has a point, but like without housewives, he's nothing. He has nothing. Because so like Andy Cohen is somebody that is on things like the Howard Stern show all the Mm -hmm. time. Right. Mm -hmm. And he's on like Jimmy Kimmel and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. He's in he's on platforms that the housewives generally don't get invited to like none of the housewives would get invited to Howard Stern. I don't think some of them make it. Yeah. But some of them may be like on Jimmy Kimmel from time to time. But clearly Andy is like the brains of that thing. Right. Yeah. So at some point, does it start to hurt the Bravo brand? I don't think that anything that Andy does is going to really hurt the Bravo brand. I think that there's a lot of shitty people who consume Bravo, myself included, that like I think I don't think that there's there's a lot there. Huh? Don't say that. I here I am every week talking multiple times a week about how problematic this stuff is, but I love it. Yeah, what are you going to do? The heart wants what it wants. The heart wants what it wants. Now, the other lawsuit that came out this week was uh, right at the one year anniversary of Scandal. The one year anniversary of when Ariana found the video of mm-hmm. Raquel in uh, uh, Tom's phone. Yeah. Raquel came out with a um, a lawsuit filed oh. on. Yeah. It's filed against Tom Sandoval and Ariana. And it claims uh, she's filing a lawsuit claiming revenge porn, nice. eavesdropping and invasion of privacy and in- intentional inflict of emotional distress. Against Ariana. So is this because Ariana found the video? It's because she believes that Ariana, um, pa- uh, she Ariana spread the video out. Um, that she shared it with people. So she believes that the video, the FaceTime call. So here's what happened: she and Tom had a FaceTime call. They were both whatever. It was a, a sexy FaceTime call. Mm-hmm. And he recorded it without her consent. He says it, you know, she says that it wasn't his, with his consent. He had that video saved on his phone and, and Ariana found it. Ariana has said right from the beginning, I never sent it to anybody. I saw it and I told people about it, but mm-hmm. I never sent it to anybody. And I never like pass it around. And uh, apparently right after this all started to come out, 
she hit everybody with a cease and desist so that it wouldn't go anywhere. And Ariana has said publicly, like, that's a good idea. You should probably do a cease and desist so that nobody can spread that video. But it should not stop us from talking about how fucked up it was what you did. Yeah. But in the lawsuit, she's claiming that Ariana passed, sent the video around. She's also claiming that Ariana knew about the affair, but wanted to inflict public distress on Raquel. And that is or Rachel. And that is why she waited until it came out the way that it did, only for it to blow up and for the whole country to, like, you know, band against Rachel and cause her. Uh, emotional distress so intentional emotional distress and it's crazy because in this lawsuit she's still more mad at ariana than she is at tom this is what i'm hearing that's it's the strangest thing in the world so this piece of shit recorded a video according to her without her consent and then saved it there yeah and she's upset at the girlfriend yeah She's upset at the girl, but she's also she also claims um, Bravo and uh, Evolution Media, which is the production company. And she says that they deliberately sacrificed Rachel for the sake of commercial interests and all that stuff. Right. And again, it sort of ties into what Leah is saying in her lawsuit, which is Bravo uses our downfall to make money. It's like, yeah, yeah. Th- that's the thing. That's a it's like, it's like yes, it's like it does. Yeah, but it's like that's you're, what you're signing up for. Exactly. It's like you're it's like you're signing up in a running with the bulls and then upset <laughs> but that you're hurt by the bull. <laughs> and it's like, well, what did you think you were signing up for? Yeah. And um there's a podcast, a favorite of mine, Bravo Docket, and they are lawyers who talk about all this stuff. And they read a reality TV contract, not for Bravo, but like another reality TV show. They read a contract like a typical contract that you have to sign when you choose to go on reality TV. And they're like, you have to be fucking crazy to sign up for it. Like the stuff that they put in there, you Mm -hmm. are willingly signing up for a lot of shit. Like they are allowed to use your your likeness in any way that they want. They are allowed to edit you to say whatever they can splice your words and make you say the worst things in the world. And you have no right to come back with at them for it. Mm -hmm. So it's like if you're willingly signing a contract like that, yeah, you're signing a deal with the devil and then you are like mad about it. It's like and I think the other part like the the part that makes people mad and really not on their side is the fact that you know that you're also doing it because you want to be famous. Yeah. Right. And you do exactly. get to be famous. And then you're complaining about the fame that you're getting. And it's like it's one thing for an actor or a singer to say that because the main thing that they do is, you know, there is talent associated with that. Yeah. This is just the whole point of this is you are selling yourself. You are selling exactly. your life. So exactly. Why, exactly. Why can you complain? And I, I don't think know. I mean, I think it's interesting because it's like you have reality TV and then you have like social media, right? And how people use that to make money. People make money on social media in a way where they are, they create such a curated version of themselves and it's so controlled and it's so like exactly flawlessly what they want people to think that they are Mm -hmm. versus like reality TV, which is like the complete opposite where you give the control to somebody else and they get to decide how you like try as you might to push some sort of narrative about yourself your lies will always show up more on reality TV. It just shows up. Like it's very hard for people to lie on these shows. It's very obvious when people are lying. Like now when we go back Mm -hmm. and look at the shit that like Tom Sandoval used to say, it's 
Like he's a very bad actor. And we just thought he was corny, but he was just straight up lying. Right. And so like, it's interesting because you have somebody like Rachel who like probably thought that she was going to get like a sweet edit and get, be able to go on, become an influencer and like sort of make money there. But instead, you know, she got the other end. Now I will say the lawyer that she's hired is Bethany's lawyer. Yeah, yeah. There's another fucking ghoul that's like stealing, you know, people's <laughs> souls. Oh my god! The other day she, because now her. Oh, by the way, the other thing she said, uh, Bethany recently she had a podcast called Rewives, which is where she was recapping um, old episodes of Real Housewives of whatever mm-hmm. show. Yeah. And she recently said that she is no longer doing the revive. She's ending the revives podcast because she no longer wants to be associated with any of the Bravo stuff. Come on we're like thank you please shut the fuck up we don't want to hear it but you know instead what she's doing she's eating on camera like she's doing like <laughs> mukbang or mukbang videos oh, really? or whatever okay. so she did one where she ordered Indian food and she ordered like sag and like jenna masala Real. she's just eating it with a fork that's sad and that's actually offensive it's so – I was uh, – Arthi sent it to me and was like, I feel attacked. I feel personally attacked. <laughs> she was yeah. like – she's like, you don't even need anything. This is so – it's just like the best Indian food I've ever had. It's so good. It's so good. It's like she's so nasty. <laughs> God, I hate her. Anyway. Um, can you clarify something for me? Yeah. You keep going back and forth with this Raquel Rachel thing, and I feel like there's a story there that I don't know. Oh, yeah, yeah. She goes by Rachel now. Oh. Yeah, she's at a podcast called Rachel Goes Rogue. <laughs> That's cute. Yeah. She goes by Rachel now. It's her birth name. So Okay. Yeah. Welcome for her. Yeah, I Good call people you. whatever they want to be called. Yeah. Yeah, it's the least I can do. Anyway, um, you want to talk about traitors? Of course I do. Okay. Was this not just a beautiful episode? I think they changed the camera angles or something, right? Like, it felt like I saw way more sunlight and more lush greens. And don't even, we're, I'm sure we got to talk about the clothes at some point. I mean, I just feel like, I feel like it was, it was, um, it was presented like a, like a, what's it called? Like a, like a Pride and Prejudice type. Like, <laughs> You know what I mean? Like, am I watching, like, you know, Sense and Sensibility? Like, it was so beautiful. And I think maybe I feel that way, especially because of the CT Phaedra connection. And at like, the end. And the end. Like, I just, I, right now, I'm like, I got the feeling while I was watching it, like, I'm watching, a, like, a rom-com. Like, I wasn't was so sure. Like, like, it was so cute. But this episode of Traders, they all come into, Yes. Before you go on, now I'm imagining MJ in her outfit in Pride and Prejudice. <laughs> and it's delightful. <laughs> so beautiful. Everybody's coming into breakfast. And um, yeah, everyone's oh, coming well, to breakfast. Yeah. First thing is Peter. Peter gets kicked out because that was Wait. a cliffhanger. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. The duh. Of course. We go back to the banishment table and we found it immediately. Also, MJ writes in the tiniest font. Yeah. <laughs> like, MJ, nobody can read that. It's like she's whispering and she's like, Peter. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then they obviously, they immediately find out that Peter is not a traitor. And everybody's mm-hmm. like, oh, fuck, whatever. And then it goes, <laughs> cuts to Fader and she's like, oh, well. <laughs> she's like sipping her water. 
Um, yeah. yeah. Trishel and John are holding hands like they just learned that they got laid off. <laughs> they're so absurd. And then they're like, oh, we told you guys. We told you. I'm just like, I think you need to relax. But at the yeah. same time, at the same time, Rahil, you know me so well. And like, if that happened, if I was in Trishel's f- shoes, oh, yeah. I would be a fucking bitch to everybody. Yeah, yeah. I told you. so mean. I told see? you. See? See? <laughs> the worst. See what the movies. <laughs> so then, then um, Kate and Phaedra's got to figure out who are they going to banish. They're going to banish John or Trishel. That's basically all they've got left. Mm-hmm. It's John or Trishel, and they uh, they come back to the, you know what my favorite thing at breakfast is. Anytime anybody knocks, it cuts to Sandra, and Sandra's like, "That's a man's knock. That's, That's a man's knock." knock. <laughs> That's the girl knock. I was wondering, do you think you have that ability to, to discern a knock? No, yeah, the gender. No, I didn't know that knocks were like specific to gender. We all got the same fists. Who cares? Um, I personally can't, but I don't for a second think that Sandra cannot. I know that Sandra can tell the difference between a man's knock and a that's the boy yeah. knock. Especially with her braces. The yeah, best. and then she'll be like, that sounds like a charade knock. Like, how do you know that? <laughs> but we lose John. Yes. We lose John, and Trishel's wiping tears. Again, absurd. It's so stupid. I um I really liked when they cut back when we find out that John's been murdered. Yeah. When they cut back to um Phaedra and uh Kate and they're yeah. like discussing it. Okay. Um and they're just like he's just so annoying. And I was just saying, like, we have seen John just at the round tables, right? Yeah. And like at the challenges and stuff, when he makes like these rousing speeches or whatever. And it's like, oh man, that's a great John moment. But like, can you imagine just like walking around that Best Western that they're all hanging out in, and John's just like going around, just like you know, yeah. Making... It's got to yeah. be exhausting. I love Kate because she's like, we got it. So many words. She's like, honestly, it's too many words. Let's just do it. Let's just stop. Let's just kill him because it's annoying. Yeah. Like they're I just... love Kate's reasoning. Yep, it's the best. Um. Everybody obviously is like, okay, so it is obviously Phaedra. Yeah. <laughs> and Kate is trying to protect her girl. Um, CT can already almost, he can already figure it out. They've all figured it out. But they all go outside and they're all like doing a little whisper, whisper. There's this shot of Sandra and Phaedra playing chess, checkers with chess pieces. Oh, were they playing checkers? They were playing checkers with chess pieces, which was so cute. That's what I would do. Yeah. Um, so we have one of those things in our office, uh-huh. like one of those giant chess, and that's what I do. I play checkers. You don't know how to play chess? No. I said that so I- judgmentally, as if I know how to play chess. <laughs> <laughs> My husband taught me um, uh, very early on in our courtship. He taught me how to play chess, and um, guess what? You forgot. I forgot. He's he seduced you with chess. What a dork. 
he was like you want to learn how to play chess i was like okay and then we learned it but and then we would like on during our dates and stuff sometimes we'd take out our phones and play chess with each other oh god <laughs> no wonder he prefers going to the movies with you <laughs> uh so when you say did... that my husband has more fun with me this is the fun that he means it's like <laughs> it's chess on our phones he told me he was loony for Dooney, so. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, um, Kate's really trying it. Kate's trying to say that it's probably Sandra, and she's trying to set everybody up. And uh, she gets herself into a little bit of a pickle because she's outside talking to CT and I think MJ. And mm-hmm. she's trying to end Sheree, and she's like, I think it's Sandra. And then Sandra's inside with Trishel, and she sees them talking. And then she's like, let me go outside and see what they're talking about. And when she goes out there, Kate's like, yeah, I have no idea who it could be. <laughs> Kate really, really misplayed that. That yeah. was terrible. Yeah, yeah. Um, but that comes after, right? Because there's a there's a uh, a scene right after breakfast also where they're all just talking. Yeah. And then Trishel is in the room with C.T., and oh, yeah, then yeah, she's yeah. like, and then she's like, oh no, I'm gonna go knock some sense into these ladies or whatever, right? Um, and it's like, Trishel, like, why are you coming in hot? Like, you can't because she comes in, and she's like, are you guys ready to talk like about logic and stuff? And MJ's she's like, are you okay? Are you okay? <laughs> like, what is wrong with you? And then yeah. she immediately folds. Trishel always immediately folds, and it's like, dude, you're not that person. You can't really be confrontational. You don't have to be. Just you can come. You have all the right in the world to say, hey, guys, obviously you guys should have listened to me. You don't have to come in high. Why are you coming in high? She's such a bitch. Like, she's just the worst. I hate her. <laughs> she I really is. Um, this challenge was hard. The challenge looked fun. It did look fun. You know what was fun? Was watching uh, Alan just stand around and laugh at them. I also say this. Yeah. Oh, maybe I shouldn't say this. You Everyone's say butt looked amazing oh my god oh my god from was, charade to ct the C- yeah first of all it's charade i don't know what charade's deal is she like problematic can i no, like her can i not like her no no charade's actually i here's the thing about charade she is actually one of the best because she is um the only person that she's problematic to is herself most of the time she's just okay. like a she's just, she's a well-intentioned dummy like that's the best way to put it for sure and sure and you feel bad for sure all the time and but then when she gets mad she does this thing where you, you you're like we haven't seen her get mad on traders but she's she's great she's uh she's lovely you you nothing but feel bad for her like she's just the best well i feel something else for her that's a good looking woman oh that she's is gorgeous. Yeah. her her outfits in this one yeah my god yeah i know her body's ridiculous. And you know, mm-hmm. like she's one of I think she recently started to get some work done. Um, but her the butt and the boobs are real. Mm. Really? <laughs> yeah. I, I almost <laughs> just choked on my water. <laughs> CT's body. Like it's <laughs> thick. It's so juicy. It's- Remember we were talking about like we were perving out on his thighs and his butt and stuff. Oh my God. Not only did we get it in a skin tight suit, but they also conveniently added a crack to the back of it, <laughs> to the back of the suit. As if they're going like, you know, deep water diving. They're just jumping over little platforms his, into a lake. His whole body, it's like a, you know, like um, this is a New Jersey thing. We have fat sandwiches, which is like, 
which is like everything yeah it's like a sub with like it's a sub with like chicken parm and french fries and mozzarella sticks Mm -hmm. and like cheese on top of it it's one of the best things in the world we call them fat sandwiches and Mm -hmm. like they're so good that's what i would describe ct as like a sturdy fat sandwich it's a fat sandwich that is still in the cellophane wrapper you know what i mean so from the outside yeah just a big tight mess ah yum you know you you realize he's like six four i know just imagine all that mess that's what I'm saying. Uh, I would I'll love. I'll I'll I know. I you know he would he would cradle us like babies. He would just pick us up and cradle us like little babies. Hey, let me carry you here. <laughs> <laughs> um, I also like that he's the only man left, and he's like, "This is like the Bachelor." He's like, "If all of you play your cards right, one of you is gonna get a one-on-one with me." <laughs> he's so adorable at breakfast. He also does an impression toast. of John. <laughs> so good. <laughs> Uh, um i would have really fucked up this mission i would have been like it's not happening i'd have been like kate really like, yeah i don't think i'd be very good at it on the balance stuff i just you know i'm not a i'm not an athlete yeah you i don't know how you walk <laughs> just barely i'm waiting for the day that i wake up and my legs are like we're not doing that anymore <laughs> you certainly haven't done enough of it and I think you might not even need it anymore. So let's just eh. stop you walking. Let's Fine. just stop. Um, is everything okay over there with your microphone? Yeah, no, my um, my headphone is low battery. Low battery. Okay. That's exactly what the lady sounded like in my ear. <laughs> Say it again. <laughs> low battery. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> Have I taken spice? You don't get that. It's a dude joke. Oh. <laughs> anyway, I know what spice is. I watched I'm the cool. first Dune. I'm hip. <laughs> um. Anyway, so uh, this challenge, sweet MJ really tries it. She gets the shield. She tries so many times. Alan is just laughing at her, and I was like, you know what, Alan? Why don't you put on a wetsuit and jump across the water? How about that? You know, that was a really great heroic moment for her at the end. Though. I, know, I was, was so proud exciting. of her. I know, me too. Yeah. Me too. That was exciting. But they finally won a good sum of money. They won $28,000. And I was like, oh, thank God. Uh, a Hyundai Elantra. They won a Hyundai Elantra. <laughs> <laughs> they all shower and everything. The outfits, again, are gorgeous. Like the white outfit that... Uh, Phaedra's wearing. She's wearing mm-hmm. this like crisp white shirt. Um, now Trishel's outfit was confusing to me. She's wearing these gloves. They look mm-hmm. like dishwashing gloves. Yeah, they're very plasticky. It's not great. It's not a good look. But they're all inside, and we had kind of this like really sweet and heartbreaking moment with Phaedra and Sheree. They sit down and they talk yeah. to each other. And it was just like, bless Sheree's little heart being like, listen, I love you, but are you a traitor? <laughs> like, that's not how this game works, Sheree. Like, do you think that she's going to be like, I am? I found it. Uh, I found it very exciting. It was like Frost Nixon. When <laughs> she like, <laughs> sat next to her and then they cut. <laughs> and it's like, what do you expect Fader to say? 
She was like, I've known you for a long time. We've been knowing each other for a really long time. I really trust you. I love you. Are you a traitor? Like, and then also, <laughs> Phaedra goes, Am I a what? <laughs> I was like, what did you think was gonna happen? Uh, gosh. Uh. Um, the finally they get to the banishment table, and uh they really try it again, obviously, with Phaedra. And then everybody goes around and says the reasons for why they are voting for Phaedra. But they get to see T. Yeah. And there's this whole, this whole interaction between the two. They're both like smirking and smiling at each other. And he's like, you're one of the best traders ever. He's like, he's like, I know that you're a trader because you're one of the best ones ever. You're like an amazing trader. Mm-hmm. And then he's also like, I know that you are a traitor because you're not who you really are in real life. You came here to be somebody that you're not in real life, which yeah. is a traitor. Tra- but the way they were both just like staring at each other and holding back their smiles, it's like, are you guys going to kiss? What's going on? Can you just my run note, into each other's arms? My note for this, as I was watching this was last interaction between CT and Phaedra dot, dot, dot swoon with seven O's. <laughs> Even like when uh, Phaedra cast her vote, she's like, "Well, you know, I went with girl power, so I voted for UCT." And yeah. then he just smiles at her, and it's uh, so. Ad- I just want to put my hands under my chin and then go, "Oh, like they're just so cute." I also liked earlier before they get to the management table. I just remembered this that like Trishel keeps going around and wanting to talk to everybody, and Kate's like, mm-hmm. "We get it, Trishel. We get it. You want to vote for Phaedra, okay? Like, what do you want?" So, Trishel tries to make a case again. Yeah. Um, what was her red flag? This one. Uh, her red flag was, you know, last time when, uh, she, she said something about Phaedra staying quiet. Yeah. Yeah. When somebody, and she's like, "That was a real red flag." And Phaedra's like, "That is one of the dumbest things I've ever heard." <laughs> <laughs> and then Trishel goes, "Yeah, okay, all right, <laughs> I guess so." And that's the thing, like Trishel, you can't. You aren't the person who should be presenting stuff like this. Yeah. You can't handle it. No, you can't. But they all, it's unanimous. Everybody votes for Fader, including Kate. And Kate says, mm-hmm. you are uh, not a good game player. You're more selfish than you are a good game player. And I was like, Kate, what are you doing? Yeah, I don't know. I don't know why the hell Kate did that. That was a bad move. No. Kate should have been like, uh, Sandra. <laughs> Yeah, or even just vote for Phaedra. Phaedra is obviously going down, right? And just be like, oh, you know what? This is just what I think. I don't know why she turned on her. Because now, of course. Sandra, her braces. Yep, exactly. She is on the case. (laughs) Between the knocks and the balls. (laughs) She's got her eight ball on you, okay? Phaedra obviously she she gets voted out or like she goes up there she tells everybody mm-hmm. that she is the most faithful traitor and it cuts to Trishel and Trishel does this like she claps and then she like puts her hands down I was like yeah you better calm down bitch shut the fuck up what are you doing here I hate Trishel so much I did write Trishel's celebration yeah but what yeah. the hell was that and then oh. poor Sheree, she just, it takes her a couple of seconds for it to process the faithful trader thing. And she yeah. just has like a whole roller coaster of emotions. Like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
And yeah, and I was proud of MJ because at the end of the last banishment, MJ was really distraught. She was like, fuck, I can't yeah. believe I did that. Whatever. But I didn't you know, know MJ was married, by the way. Yeah, she's married to a New York guy, Tommy from Brooklyn. Really, you really? would love Tommy. Okay. Tommy is the kind of guy that you would become best friends with at a bar at a Yankees game or like at a Mets game. Okay. Yeah, he's exactly your kind of guy. It was very funny when they got married. We're like, what? How did this? But they're like perfect for each other. He loves the shit out of her. He adores her. Tommy Fate? Yeah. Oh. They're so cute. He's like a good guy. Yeah. Um... Anyway, so, uh, yeah, Phaedra gets voted out, and, yeah, Sandra's on the case. Sandra's like, something's up with Kate. Why did she do that? And then she asks Kate, like, hey, what did you mean by selfish? And Kate's like, well, I just thought it was gross. Kate. Yeah, Kate. It doesn't make any sense. She's like, she was only here to play the game for herself. And it's like, yeah, that's what you're all supposed to do. Yeah, that's how the game works, actually. There you Sorry, go. I think Kate just got flustered. Yeah, I think so, too. I think she was trying to have a moment. And I was like, you should have just said, like, I voted for Phaedra because everybody convinced me that it was her. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Yeah. There you go. Okay. Good enough. Um, CT, the only castle daddy's left. I think um, I'd do well in that castle. Oh, you would as do the so only man, good. As the only oh. man in the group of women. Especially as the only man in the group of women. Like, I honestly think that this is something I haven't brought up to our cousin. But, you know, we're going to Mexico City for my our cousin's bachelorette party. And I kind of think yeah. you should go. <laughs> I probably would. I'd have a great time. You'd have such a... And you know what? Maybe we need a protective man around to help us out. Well, then maybe we can hire somebody while we're there. Ah, <laughs> 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 uh, Anyway. Uh, great show. I'm excited for the finale next week. Okay. So finale is next week. So how does that work? Well, I guess I'll figure it out. Watch. <laughs> well, they do They do like a big challenge. So it, it turns into sort of like the challenge. Like they have like a big challenge at the end. There's helicopters involved and boats and all this stuff. Like there's a lot of work for them to do to get to the end. And once they get to the end, if they vote out all the traitors, then they get to keep the money or split it amongst the pot. So at the end, it'll be if they can figure out that it's Kate, it'll be one between uh, Sandra, Trishel, Sheree, MJ and CT. They'll so split it five say, ways. So let's say they get Kate out, right? Uh-huh. Can they still be like, oh, I also think CT is a traitor and vote him out also. They can vote. They, they actually out? are motivated to vote out more people. Yeah, that's because that's what I was thinking. Like, I don't want to. Yeah. Again, I don't want to share money with Trishel. Yeah. Like, can they just vote out Trishel because they don't like her? Yeah. Because I think that is part of the game is like you have to like the people that you're there with. Right. Which is like, like, I don't watch Big Brother, but I'm learning about it as my friends watch it and talk about it. And I think part of Big Brother is that like you just it's like a it's a popularity thing. To like. Yeah. If you make enough friends, but like if Trishel doesn't make friends, like they don't want to split the money with her. Who would you want to split the money with? I'd want to split the money with MJ. Obviously. I'd Honestly, want to split the money with Kate. Everybody but Trishel. But Trishel, right? Yeah. Yeah. I love the rest of them. Yeah. Anyway, I'm excited for the finale. We're going to maybe see if we can get another friend to come. We'll do an all finale episode and I'll take copious notes. Okay. 
this one I was just like horny for CT and Phaedra. (laughs) (sighs) Um, That's it for this episode. I'll be back later this week to talk to people about things. (laughs) I will open my mouth and make sounds. (laughs) You know what? One day the kids were like, Noah was like, wouldn't it be crazy if like we talk like aliens, like we just made noises? And I said, Noah, what if I told you that what we're doing right now is just making noises out of our mouths? And if somebody else was to hear it, maybe they wouldn't understand what we're saying and they would just think that we're making noises like aliens. And he was like, oh, my God. (laughs) 